Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Eugene Ballet at the Bar. Ballet just by itself feels difficult enough even for myself to practice. But could you imagine what it would be like to dance and perform while pregnant? In today's episode, I sit down with principal dancers Mark and Danielle to get a sense of what starting a family while continuing their dance careers has been like in these crazy times. Please enjoy. Well, Mark and Danielle, not only new parents, but our principal dancer couple. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, and I'm excited to get a sense of what it's like, you know, being professional dancers at the top of your career with a new baby. That's amazing. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, I bet. I bet. I can't even begin to imagine. <laughs> well, one of the first things I wanted to kind of talk about, um, and this is for you, Danielle, is, uh, you know, sometimes in the ballet world, having a child can mean, well, the end of the mother's ballet career at times, which is such a crazy sacrifice when you think about it. It's like, wow, I want to have a family, but I don't want to sacrifice my, uh, my profession. Did you ever experience thoughts of, will I be able to get back to dancing after I have my child? Or am I putting my career in jeopardy? What was it like for you to wrestle with that kind of a dichotomy? Yeah, I mean, I struggled with that for a long time. I mean, we had always talked about having a baby and I was always hesitant because I was always like, well, when is going to be the perfect time? Because I don't want to miss out on anything. Um, I am at the, the top of my game right now and I was worried that if I took a break, um, it would be hard to get back. Hey, Luca. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and... I mean, we had this conversation dozens of times. Do dozens, two dozen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think dance itself, as much as it's an artistic, like an art form, and we're doing it for an audience, it also is fairly selfish. Um, everything is focused around me, 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 me. Like, I need to eat well for me so that my body can perform tomorrow. I need to work out. I need to make all these sacrifices. And having a child puts all of that on the back burner. And so I wasn't sure how that was going to work. Like, okay, maybe I can come back and, and that's going to be fine. But then when I am back, am I going to be back? at that same level because I can't put the same focus into myself. Um, while I was pregnant, I think it, because I had Swan Lake, I think it kept me really motivated for the first five and a half months of being pregnant. I've talked about it with Mark. I don't know if I had not had that opportunity, um, how motivated I would have been able to stay. Um, and then at that point, once that was over, I was like, I want to see how long I can go. And I ended up taking class the, till the day before I gave birth, up till small jumps. So at that point, I was like, okay, I know I can come back. Wow. Oh, my God. And like just having to think about all of that, you know, to do something that you want outside of your career, because you do mention it is such a selfish career and we, it has to be. We have to perform at the top of our game, which means we have to take care of ourselves more than, you know, we can take care of other things in life sometimes. So 
Was it interesting for you when Luca was born to say, okay, now I have two things that I care so much about and like, do you feel split between those? Yeah, I actually struggled because I felt like, not that I had lost um, any love for ballet, but there was something that was so much stronger in my life. And I wasn't as worried about like, oh, I have to get to class today. I have to do this. I have to do that. And I realized that it wasn't, it wasn't that at all. I just had this kind of sense of release in my dancing. Um, and I stopped putting so much pressure and it wasn't that I was losing the love for it. I just finally had relaxed and think, taken a deep breath. I think just to, to make a point of reference, Danielle is a by the numbers, by the miles, by the, yes. the releves, by, you know, it's very black and white for her. And so when she works out, it's four an hour and a half. And then she runs exactly two miles or exactly five miles because that's how she feels accomplishment. And, and so to, to relax that and find the trade-off in, in time with Luca. And, and in the beginning, I can remember, you know, coming home after I'd been dancing and she'd been feeding him all day, like literally his life force. And she'd be like, I haven't done anything all day. It's killing me. Like, I just feel so trapped. And, and it, it took a few weeks to make those adjustments just because her life changed so drastically, so quickly. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, you know, the conversations we would have before choosing to have a baby, I, I was so naive in the, the thought that I, <laughs> could be there to support her through every struggle and every emotion. And I was going to be her partner and I was going to do whatever it took to make sure that we continued to pursue passions and our, our careers and loves. And I was just wrong. I was flat out wrong in the sense that there is so much that the bond of mother and child uh, that goes into that bond and that goes into that relationship that a father simply cannot do. There's just nothing to do about it. And maybe really jealous for quite a while where, where she could just have this, you know, breastfeeding, she could just be with him and he would be calm and he was satiated and, and, and I just could, there's nothing I could do to, appease in the same way, so to speak. It's one of those things that's like, you feel like, and from just my observation hearing you talk about it is like, you can prepare and you can have this kind of um, preemptive idea of what it might be. And then until it happens, it's like, well, now it's completely different. Everything I prepared for, everything I expected is different now. So adapting to that is also difficult, especially when you feel like you can't do much. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of had to humble myself to the, the powerless, yeah. to just be powerless. I feel like we also, when we were talking about having a baby, I was like, but I'm the one that's gonna have to stop dancing. Like it's happening to my body. And Mark's like, we're gonna be in it together. Yeah, I, and then it wasn't until it was actually happening, he was like, I just You're right. failed to really right. comprehend what that literally meant. Uh, yeah. And I could, 
understand what, you know, like the concept, but not the day-to-day, hour-to-hour, what that meant to surrender her body. Um, because we, we do. We, we work out eight hours a day, every day. That's our life. That's where we find joy and drive and in the projects and the shows that we're able to commit ourselves to. It's a part of our life and love. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand and even, you know, when we started trying to get pregnant, we wanted Swan Lake. It, it was something we never saw ourselves achieving in our careers. And so the opportunity to be a part of it and to perform Siegfried and Odette Odile was just a dream that was out of reach in our minds. And it was incredible to pursue, but we were, it was pretty upsetting to find out that we had gotten pregnant so easily. We didn't expect to get pregnant so quickly. Because it happened right away and Yeah. And, and immediately we had hoped we to have like, a little more time. Swan Lake. Swan Lake. <laughs> you know, and speaking of Swan Lake, like that was an amazing experience. I know for myself and I know for all of us and hopefully even our audiences as well, just watching you both perform was Incredible. And I, this is kind of a two-parted question for each of you. Um, Danielle, what was it like performing while pregnant? And Mark, what was it like having to adapt as a partner in this situation? Did you feel stressed? So you guys take it. Whoever wants to go first, go. <laughs> you know, I, I look back and I'm like, I really want to know what it's like to perform this role not pregnant. Um, I was putting so much pressure on myself, I think more than I would have. I mean, it's one of the hardest roles for a female anyway. And I worried so much about what other people were thinking and I should have just been focused on what I was able to do. Um, I think I worried about so many things because with I mean, it was constantly changing. So every day my body was different and I couldn't exactly prepare for it. Uh, I mean, I could prepare for the moment, but a week later my belly would be bigger and my abs wouldn't work the same way that they had worked the week before. Uh, And being as active as we are, I don't always, I didn't in the past have to think so much about my abdominal muscles. It was just kind of second nature. And if I didn't put almost 100% focus into them, uh, things did not go the way that I would want. Um, it, it was interesting. I, you know, we, we've discussed this at length. The trade-off was that because of all of those negative thoughts, we were really forced to confront exactly what it meant to be in rehearsal and exactly what it meant to take a part of role. And discovering that being pregnant had nothing to do with a handicap, so to speak. It was really just about how to focus your mind, mm-hmm. how to you know, create those story narratives and weave them into the technique. And, and like she was saying, it forced her to be 100% internal. And so when it came to the moment of being on stage, there was no, well, I mean, I don't want to speak for you necessarily. It was different for both of us, for sure. But there was just no outside pressure because 
all of that focus had been turned inward and it uh, was very liberating. Um, I think in, in Eugene in particular. Some of the stresses. Uh, yeah. We felt that. And um, the audience was so supportive, man. I don't think they've ever cheered like that when we came out on stage. And it was just, it filled us with joy and excitement. Like the energy, the vibration was yeah. just... And when my energy would pick up, Luca's would as well. And so he would be punching You'd be moving. And you moving. Could, yeah. could feel him the whole time we were Yeah, dancing. Mark would feel him when he was partnering me. He would be kicking. Um... So. <laughs> it, was, it was a wild experience. Yeah. Whoa. Oh my God. <laughs> That's crazy. I never, yeah. I could never imagine a baby kicking while trying to like be in yeah. midair, you know, being yeah. lifted or Mark, you lifting while a baby's kicking, you know, That's a lot. <laughs> you know, you asked about what the difference was in partnering and my answer is nothing. It is, I think, and the, excuse me, the way I approach partnering, it is with the first and foremost focus being on the support of the person you're working with. And in that structure comes all of that freedom to adapt to whatever need comes about in the moment. And in that way, I, I really didn't feel like I was approaching the dance, worrying about something different than I would normally worry about. It was, it was just as adaptive and attentive as I would normally be. Um, you did partner me higher, though. I definitely made some adjustments, yeah. some, some sort of physical adjustments that just were kind of situational because of the baby bump. Mm -hmm. But other than that, it was, it was game on, game as usual. Yeah, and I have to say it was amazing watching that. The chemistry, like you guys say, yeah. you know, you can really tell when artists are really focused into what they're doing and you can see it on stage and it translates in the dance. But then also to be on stage and knowing that you're performing Swan Lake Pregnant um, directly kind of, it's almost stigmatized, you know, a pregnant ballerina and being in such a demanding, intense role such as Odette Odile, um, you know, how could you not feel that pressure from everywhere? Because it's built into our careers and it's built into how society perceives that, you know? It's like, oh my God, it's crazy. So going against that is absolutely astounding. Did it feel crazy being on stage and being like, wow, this is insane, I'm doing something like this? <laughs> uh, I still look back at it, I'm like, wow, I was crazy. <laughs> Just, it, I mean, people dream about doing that part. And I had as well, but I mean, I just... That was our opportunity. Yeah, that was... I, I think that's what it came down to is mm -hmm. it was a dream. We weren't willing to say no. We didn't see being pregnant. We, we talked really close with her, with her doctor, um, Paula Druitt, who's also on our board, uh, which helped, I think, a little bit in her understanding of what we were undertaking. But there... It was the number one rule was listen to your body and her body felt good. Yeah. We're, we're very fortunate. I mean, we're fortunate to be dancers with Eugene Valley. Mm -hmm. We're fortunate to be performing Swan Lake. We were fortunate to be pregnant during that time. It just, uh, the universe had plans for us. We didn't realize that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's amazing to hear. And I just, I have to say, not having a reference of doing that role, not pregnant, and only having done it pregnant is amazing. So yeah. mad respect. Um, 
Well, this is this is interesting because Luca is in here, um, and now we can talk about Luca in the present tense because um, <laughs> he's arrived um, in a year that has been so different than what we're used to, um, and what I think we were initially expecting as well. What's it been like for you two as new parents and dancers who are trying to maintain their technique while adapting to some of the most adverse conditions we have seen? You mentioned, uh, Danielle, you have a very strict workout regimen, and Mark, you say it's very mathematical, and I'm very impressed that you can work out that much. (laughs) Right. Right. But I mean, it's it's incredible to know because even now we have to maintain our shape because we could go back to work at any given moment. What has that been like for you guys? And what are some of the unexpected challenges and surprises that you found in this time? Do you want to go first? I'll go first. Yeah. Um, so in anticipation for Luca's birth, uh, we, we're both, you know, the DAC has been supportive of Eugene Ballet for as long as we've been members. <laughs> we've been members. Sorry, we've been members of the DAC for as long as we've been with Eugene Ballet. They're very supportive of us and all of our uh, cross-training needs. Uh, and as we, as the pre- birth approached, we wanted to change our routine up a little bit so that we could spend more time at home with him. That was our original goal. This is before a worldwide pandemic was even a thought in anyone's mind. And so I had been researching new ways of working out and systems that I could kind of take to our house, put in the garage. And I discovered kettlebells and I, to put it mildly, I am obsessed. (laughs) I think it's uh, really changed my plan and, and kind of formula for working out and cross training just because I find it to be so dynamic and thorough. And there, you know, it's a kettlebell. You can literally store it in the corner of your room. Right. And so we were sort of planning to shift that workout to uh, be able to you know, have a little more freedom with what we, where we might get that workout in, in regards to taking care of Luca as well. And so when the pandemic struck and everything was locked down, we were very fortunate to be a little ahead of the game. We have a, we have a set of battle ropes at home. We have a uh, we have rings, uh, just pull up rings that hang from the ceiling, kind of like TRX straps, and then we have kettlebells. And I built a just a eighteen by eighteen box, so we do box box jumps and squats and that yoga balls, yoga balls. Wow. We yeah. yeah, it's an at home gym, a few rollers, and we can pretty much take care of ourselves to a degree the same we would have at the gym. And so we're very fortunate for that. And, and it allows us that freedom. If Luca needs our time, needs our focus, put everything down and just, you know, change rooms in the house. But having a, one more thing, dedicated space, a space where you just go to work out or, or just go to do bar in your home makes a huge difference in the type of motivation you can put into that activity. Uh, that's just a little tip for, for anybody who's looking to bring their workout game to the next level at home. <laughs> Have a dedicated space. It makes a big difference. Absolutely. I mean, I think when the pandemic hit, we were forced to be at home. And in a lot of ways, it made it really convenient for for me to start to get back into shape. Um, because be like, oh, Luke is taking a nap. Let me do bar. 
Um, we need to do one right now. He just fell asleep. He just fell asleep. We have to because he has never been a good napper. Um, he's great at sleeping through the night, but he wasn't a napper. So I've consistently gotten up at five thirty um, every day. That's just since, the new way. Since he was born, and it, that's my time that I can get a workout in because if I wait, um, my he's awaking and he takes. He needs mom. Yeah. That's just how it is. Um, so getting up early, um, we've actually both started running, which has been um, something that's helped us a lot through the pandemic, both, both mentally, um, it's kept our cardio up. Um, but I think, in, and again, the pandemic, the silver lining, we've had a lot of silver linings with the pandemic. We never could have had this much time with Luca. Um, and just there's no way we could have bought this much time alone to yeah. raise our son, to be together, to create a f- system between the two of us that yeah. we can rely on and adapt in. Yeah, yeah. but we Sorry. were. It's just that is a huge gift mm-hmm. of being locked in a house yeah. with your child. <laughs> but coming into the studio for most of our many months have been either with just each other or maybe one other person. We've had a few weeks. We did the fundraiser. Of, the fundraiser. A few weeks of um, uh, pods, but we've been able to bring him in to the studio with us mm-hmm. uh, every day. And if he's cranky and it's just us, it's, it's, it's not really a, a big, big deal. And, and so he's grown up in the studio and now he's almost walking and he charges like he loves having the open space and so it's really fun to see him explore and um he loves movement so music too oh i bet it's in his genes and this brings me actually you inspired me so much it's like you read my notes um (laughs) danielle you mentioned that he's learning how to walk in a ballet company i mean this I resonate with. I learned how to walk in Tulsa Ballet, you know, and I remember some of my first memories were watching my dance, my mom dance on stage. Um, and that is something absolutely amazing that you never forget in your life. Are you guys, how excited are you, first off, to share your art, your craft, and your passion with Luca? And how do you envision doing that? <laughs> Mark talks about this a lot, especially <laughs> with everything that's been going on. He's like, I want to get back on stage. I it's like an ember yeah. that glows really deep inside of me and I have to keep blowing on that ember and be gentle with it because hope has been very trying mm. in terms of performing and having those opportunities again. But I want to make it long enough for him to understand that we're on stage yeah. and, and remember and remember like you say like you having those memories. We're up there and because he's He's seen us dance, but... He sees us dance every day. He does not care. <laughs> but to have him have that... And I remember watching Mark do the Mad Hatter in Alice in Wonderland and thinking, I wish Luca, who was at the time still in my belly, could see his dad doing this because I think he would have thought it was just so funny and the best. It's definitely, it's like, a, it's definitely a, uh, a source of motivation. And I just talk to my body, I say, you can, you can hold on. 
your yeah. son needs you, you know, and try to enjoy the work with that perspective. Ah, well, because it's truly exciting, the thought of just being able to share your, what really has been your life's work up until this point, which I have to say you guys do beautifully. I mean, you wouldn't be principal dancers if it weren't for that. It's just a fact. So having that as a part of your identity, as a part of your family's identity now, it's something that I am excited for you to share with Luca. And I'm excited for Luca to be old enough, and I'm talking to him right now, to be old enough to see and remember all of these things because it truly is an experience that brings you closer to the arts. It really is. And I mean, start the inspiration young, yeah. for sure. <laughs> we just want to, we want to teach him how to love something. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what dance has taught us, is how to commit, how to take on challenges and dream. And I think there's so much to be said for pursuing a love rather than pursuing a career. And maybe, maybe you can, maybe they're the same thing. They are for us, but it's, uh, it's an important part of life and demands trade-off and sacrifice and growth and learning and we would love to show them ours. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, before we end, I, I want to ask because I don't know who's listening, but we do have quite a following. Um, Danielle, yeah. what are some words of wisdom or words of advice that you could give to maybe some young ballet dancers who are considering starting a family of their own? Yeah, you know, through this whole process, I was hoping to kind of pave the way for at least the other women of Eugene Ballet. I was the first dancer that was here that had a baby and decided to stay. Um, and it had never been done before. And so I had all of these um, questions throughout the whole process like what's this gonna be like what's this gonna be like and I'm hoping to at least put their minds at ease for when they um, want to have a family as well and I think we are living in a very different age not the pandemic but just with women in ballet it's so much more um, accepted than it used to be and Less taboo, for sure. Less, and I, I think just know that your bodies are so strong already and capable of so many amazing things just being a dancer. But the human body is amazing in what it can do. And every day I'm surprised at what my body has done. And to, to not be afraid of, of those changes because it's, it's incredible. We probably heard a hundred times before we had Luca, there's no perfect time, you just figure it out. And it, it could not be more true. Except you, we kind of did pick the perfect time because we did have all this got, time. <laughs> we got really we got fortunate really lucky. Uh, in that way where he was born uh, on the second, 22nd of February. 2020, and I think everything got shut down three weeks later. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah, and not, not a day after, three weeks for sure. Yeah. And so we still had a, a really positive hospital experience. We, we, our friends have met Luca, our family has still not met him in person. 
which we have shed our tears over, but that's how it is right now. And it certainly has made us very conscientious of how we manage our, you know, social, socialization right now, how we approach masks and all of the efforts we take to prevent the spread of COVID within our bubble. And uh, that's very important to us because we have a really clear reason uh, outside of ourselves. Absolutely. Well, here's to better days, of course, in regards to this pandemic, but also to you guys as parents for never, I feel like never um, discounting your love for family and dance, but always intertwining it because it has been intertwined since the beginning. Um, and I can't wait for the day that Luca can walk around the ballet studios and who knows, maybe take a ballet class one of these days in our new building. Um, Watch everybody dance. I mean, he's, he's a very curious kid. Yeah. It's fun. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Mark, thank you. I know you guys are so busy. Danielle, thank you for sharing your insights. Oh, it was amazing. And let's, uh, yeah, let's look up to better days. Better yes, days. to better days. Wow. Cheers. Thank you for joining us once again at the bar. My guests today were Mark Tucker and Danielle Tolmy, although if you listen closely, you can also hear Luca in there as well. If you liked this episode, please be sure to share it with at least one friend. Remember, if you have any ideas for future episodes or just want to say hello, you can always send us a message on Instagram or email us at podcast.eugeneballet.org. We are so grateful for your continued support.